Hi, my name is Nam Nguyen, and you're listening to This Week in Skating. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And this is This Week in Skating. Today we are joined by Nam Nguyen. Nam is a two-time Canadian champion, a five-time world competitor, and was the 2014 world junior champion. In May, Nam announced his retirement from competition. This past October, Nam was the in-venue host for Skate Canada International. Nam just finished touring with the Stars on Ice holiday tour and is now getting ready to return to the Canadian National Championships, this time as the in-venue host. So we want to welcome Nam to This Week in Skating. Hi, Nam. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us. We're really happy to have you here. Looking forward to it. I want to start off by what have you been up to? I know we just said you finished up a holiday tour on Stars on Ice. So can you tell us a little bit about what has been going on in the life of Nam? Yeah. So since my retirement in May, I have been staying in the rink, actually um, coaching, but I've been coaching hockey. I'm a power skating coach, skating development consultant. Um, I've, I've completely switched gears. Uh, and I've just been taking the hockey route since May up until now. Um, I've been doing a couple shows here and there, um, to kind of just, you know, still maintain in the sport in the best way that I can. Uh, but yeah, no, I think just these last few months, I've been so busy with helping out my hockey players, um, take their skating to the next level. What are you doing coaching hockey? Like, are you doing young kids or is it older people? Yeah. What? Yeah. So I've got kids from minor league all the way up to um, to the NHL, basically. So I've been so fortunate to have a handful of pro players that I got to work with last summer. Um, and it's been it's been so much fun just meeting all different kinds of people, um, especially in the hockey world, just because for the last 20, 21 years, I've been so used to seeing people from the skating world. And um, for me, it's been comfortable to stay in the rink, but also like I am, I was ready to kind of shift gears and, and meet different types of people. Right. And I think with my transition to the hockey world, it's been, it's been a great segue into that, uh, into that setup that I have right now. Now, were you a hockey fan before? Like, do you watch hockey? Is it a sport that you I, like? I didn't as much. Yeah, so I didn't I didn't watch hockey as much um, just because I've been so focused with this, with figure skating. Um, I did play hockey when I was younger. I actually started out by playing hockey when I was five years old. And then a few months in, my parents put me to figure skating classes to improve my skating skills for hockey. And then I think for a few years, we were, I was balancing both sports at the same time. And then when I was eight years old and I won my juvenile national title, that's when I decided to pursue figure skating. Um, but yeah, here and there, I'll watch a couple of games, but since now that I'm coaching, um, in hockey, like almost every night I'm watching a game that's going on and just studying the sport inside and out, kind of like trying to catch play catch up. Right. Because with the amount of people that I work with, I got to be educated and kind of know what to teach and, um, kind of relate that in a way that th- those guys will understand. 
because um, when it comes to delivering information to figure skaters in comparison to hockey players, there's a lot of different examples that you kind of need to set for them to understand the concept that you're bringing to the table. Are you coaching figure skating too or just hockey right now? No, just hockey right now. I haven't really, uh, I'm not exactly, I don't want to say the word interested, but like just the way it is right now, I'm more passionate about hockey and with the business that I have, um, I kind of just want to keep capitalizing on it. And I just don't have time uh, to be able to invest, you know, my energy into teaching figure skating, basically. So you just did the Stars on Ice holiday tour. Um, talk about that. What was it like getting to perform um, for fans? Yeah, so it was a little nerve wracking, to be honest. I was very, I was very nervous the first week just because I don't want to, it hasn't been a while since I performed in front of a crowd, but it kind of feels like it has. Um, I didn't figure skate as much as I should have uh, going into the tour, but after the, that first week um, and we were traveling more and we were performing more, I was able to feel like more of myself and the familiarity of being in front of a crowd and connecting with them and just interacting with them. Uh, I remember sometimes in my programs, I'd literally run on the ice and like spray snow at people. Uh, there was one time where I was running and I caught a toe pick and I almost face planted, but I kind of like spun around to save it and like still sprayed the girl. <laughs> and it, it was such a great time, but things like that, those little small moments of interactions with, with the crowd um, for me has always been a special thing that, you know, I, I cherished when I was competing and I still do now as I don't skate much anymore. Um, but the feeling of performing, I feel is something that won't leave me probably ever. Um, and that desire to just share my energy and, and whatever program I'm doing to the crowd is, uh, something that I absolutely love. Uh, how was the tour itself? Were there a lot of, you know, crowds was the crowd big in all the shows and stuff? Oh yeah. The crowd, the crowd was pretty good. Um, I think we hit 11 cities and I would say majority of the cities, we, we got some pretty good, uh, turnouts from the crowd, their energy is insane. We actually were doing the smaller cities uh, for this tour um, rather than the big cities like the spring tour has been doing. But I would say the energy, like when I did the spring tour in 2019, I would say the energy was kind of on par with what I experienced back a, a few years ago, um, which made the whole experience like 10 times better. When, when you have the audience kind of flash their lights and, you know, to like different like slow pieces of music. And when you watch like Kurt Elvis, Elage light up the crowd, like that's insane energy right there. And um, obviously uh, for me, myself, I miss that so very much, but yeah, the tour was great. I got to reconnect with all the cast members. We had a great time. Uh, there were some places where we actually took a sleeper bus between each uh, destinations. And I think those, those times we had like really great conversations and just catching up, sharing stories and, and whatnot. So um yeah a lot of fun and uh, it's been almost two weeks now or I don't know a couple of weeks since tour and and I, and I miss everybody <laughs> do you think um given the past couple of years we haven't um some events have taken place with minimal crowds or no crowds even mm -hmm. so what did it feel like to really be back out there in front of an audience and hearing them yeah, it was great. I mean, I finished my career with nobody in the in the audience, <laughs> which is kind 
kind of sad. Uh, and so to be able to just step on, like I remember in the first show in St. John's, I was terrified, but stepping into the spotlight and to hear the crowd roar was such a familiar feeling for me. And one that I knew I was going to enjoy once time went on through the tour. Uh, but you know, you just have so much fun with it, right? Like my whole entire career, I grew up wired to, to perform to the audience, whether it was a small crowd or a big crowd, I was always taught to put on a show, even if I wasn't feeling my best. That was kind of like one of those roots that was instilled in me when I was a younger kid. Um, and then, yeah, as I said, when I stepped into that spotlight in St. John's, all of these memories came rushing back in and just seeing everybody smiling faces, especially in the holidays. Um, it was a great feeling. Any plans for more tours? Uh, not that I know of right now. I have, I'm doing a seminar, I think in February, and then I'm doing a club show, um, in Montreal in April. But other than that, that's kind of all I've got lined up. The rest has just been work for hockey. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're fully invested because you're, you're already watching games to learn more about it so that you can help your students more. Yeah. So. I, I'm on the ice seven days a week. And Mondays to Fridays, I coach from on average six to seven hours a day. Um, so it's been pretty busy for me these last uh, few months and the next few months as well. When you mentioned you're coaching hockey, I'm assuming you're on the ice with hockey skates. So was that the problem when you transitioned back to your figure skates for the tour where you hit the toe pick? This I know this might be just a... <laughs> Yeah, so there, um, there was a little bit of some unusual feeling when I switched back into my figure skates. Not so much the toe pick, but actually the length of the blade. Oh, okay. um, figure skating blades are a lot longer than hockey blades. And with the heel, it's curved, right? Like right. with hockey, the, both ends are curved up, whereas the figure skating blades are a little bit flatter. Um, and so the heel was actually catching me by surprise because when I was doing my back crossovers, my blades were clicking um, quite often. So I was trying to get used to that feeling or just trying to get around that stuff. And then obviously when it came to like trying to get my jumps back, um, that was also <laughs> an, an, an interesting experience. Um, but thankfully I was able to get my jumps in time for tour. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think that I, I remember in the spring, like, or, early summer, I was switching back and forth between hockey and figure skates. Um, but I didn't really have too much of an issue really, but because I was in hockey skates for like a set amount of time before tour, switching back to figure skates was a little bit of a problem for me, but we got over it. <laughs> yeah. I was just wondering when you shared that story about catching the toe pick, I was like, well, maybe that's because he's been spending <laughs> a little bit more time that in the could, hockey yeah, skates. That could be it too. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But also too, if you watch me sprint, I was literally going at a full sprint <laughs> in my Christmas program. And like, I just clipped that topic and I knew I was going to like hurt my body. So I was like, no. So I spun really quickly and I just like tried to save it as best I can. Gina, that's funny. It reminds me of last year's U S nationals when we were <laughs> watching the men's free skate and Nathan <laughs> ended up face planting. And it, I mean, the ice is slippery. slippery. I, I say that a lot when yeah. people talk about, well, who's going to win this or who's going to win that? It's like the ice is slippery. You really don't know 
if someone mm. falls yeah it's it's really um it can yeah it's slick anything can happen yeah nice. it can <laughs> So let's switch gears a little bit. How did you, it come about that you became the in-venue host for Skate Canada? Um, Skate Canada just asked me, actually. They reached out to me, I want to say, end of August, middle of August, end of August. And they asked me if I was interested in becoming an in-venue host for uh, Skate Canada and Nationals. Um, prior to that, I didn't even know that was like a thing, <laughs> to be honest with you. but. I, I took it because it was just a fun opportunity to stay connected and be able to attend these events in person and kind of like soak it in from a different perspective. Um, so it was a no brainer for me to take take on that job. And I, I would say Skate Canada was a lot of fun. I got to throw the t-shirts, but also at the same time during that week, I was helping out um, Ted Barton uh, from the streaming side of things. So he had me lug around like this seven pound camera and he told me to go capture B-roll everywhere. Like I had unlimited access to every corner of that rink. I went right up to the kiss and cry, went right up to the um, entrance gate with the skaters. Uh, I remember when Keegan Messing was skating his long program, I was basically standing next to his coach by the boards. And I was like crouched down to get the angle of Ralph, but it was just, I was so nervous. I was shaking the camera. And I like ended up giving up halfway through and I just stood up and I basically was standing next to Ralph watching Keegan's <laughs> long program. And then I remember, Oh my God, I have a job. So I had to run around backstage to go to the kiss and cry to capture that moment. Um, it was just a lot of fun. And then, and, and yeah, like going back to the in-venue hosting um, I've been having a great experience so far and hopefully I can continue doing that in the next few years or so. Yeah, in the U.S., we have an in-venue host that does contests and just lots of different little things. So yeah. it's something we've been doing for a while. But I'm right. excited that Canada is looking at a former competitor to be mm -hmm. the person yeah. to lead that. Yeah, absolutely. I just, I think that from my end, I, I just want to bring this, like, sense of energy, this next level energy to to the crowd, you know, and just give them what they want. I almost want to kind of turn it into like a hockey experience where during intermissions, we're just cranking up the crowd. Um, in Skate Canada, I think they shut the mic off of me because I was so loud when I was trying to hype them up for the t-shirt toss. So they cut the mic and like, I was still like yelling and shouting and just like having a great time sharing my energy with everybody. So for next week, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Did you miss being on the ice when you were there at skate canada um did you like have a sense like oh i should actually be on the ice instead of being in the venue talking to people or throwing out t-shirts and uh not once actually i was i was pretty glad to be in the capacity of being on the other side of the boards um i remember the first day i got into the ring i actively did not look at the ice if i didn't have to just because I didn't know how I'd feel or how I would react watching these high level competitors go about their practices and whatnot. And so I, I didn't think that I'd feel good about it, but as the week went through during Skate Canada, I was getting more comfortable and seeing my old friends, seeing, you know, all of these people that I've met growing up 
um, it kind of eased my feelings a bit and I was able to enjoy the competition when it was happening, right? But um, I think it was good that I had this camera around just to help me stay busy uh, with all of those feelings that I thought were going to come up. But all in all, I had a great experience. But at the same time, I was very glad that I was not on the ice stressing like <laughs> all of these competitors were out there. So what was the most challenging thing about being the in-venue host? Was there something that took an adjustment or... Not, not exactly. I think that if I didn't have the camera stuff or the commentating stuff with Ted, there would be a lot of downtime for me um, because I was only scheduled to throw t-shirts maybe three times throughout the week. Um, and then I also, at the, on the first day, I was hosting um, a whole bunch of these school kids from the local Mississauga area to kind of show them what, you know, a day of official practices are like kind of introducing them to the skaters. Um, I remember hyping them up. Like anytime a Canadian team or a Canadian skater was on, I'd make sure that the kids would know and we'd like scream at the top of our lungs, showing our support and our love for them. Um, but yeah, other than that, besides the school hosting, besides the t-shirt tossing, there was a lot of downtime. So I'm grateful that I was able to kind of pick up another job like during the week of to capture content and and it was really neat because by the end of the event, Ted was using some of the footage that I captured and it felt great to see like my work was being put up on the Jumbotron. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was a fun week and not, 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 none of like any hard adjustments that I found at all uh, during my time at Skate Canada. So what are your plans for Canadians? Are you got anything you're going to do with the in-venue host this time around that you didn't do for Skate Canada International? Yeah, so I'm hoping that I don't have to throw a t-shirt, but I'm using a t-shirt cannon this time. Ooh. <laughs> so we didn't have like the, the CO2 canisters or whatever that like actually punches the t-shirts out of the cannon. Um, in October. So I'm hoping that for next week, we have that because I plan on literally running around the rink with this cannon <laughs> and causing chaos and like, bang, 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 like t-shirts <laughs> everywhere. I just want to create a, a chaotic environment during the intermission to keep the fans engaged, you know, and, and keep the energy up. So by the time the next group comes on after the flood, then they're all ready to go to show support for our Canadian skaters right but in terms of planning I'm just going with the flow and just hoping to bring my energy uh for everybody there well you better keep your energy up because Canadians is a little bit longer than Skate Canada International which is only two days so you've got to yeah. you gotta yeah so I'm scheduled to come in on Monday so th yeah this Monday I'm going in and then uh my thing like I'm done like end of Sunday. So I'm doing from Monday to Saturday, hosting, doing camera work, whatever it is. And then Sunday, I'm going to be commentating the gala alongside Ted. So I'm looking forward to that. Now, will this be your first time commentating or have you done it before? Uh, this will be my second time. So I actually commentated the Skate Canada gala with Ted on the Skate Canada stream. Um, really, I was so nervous for that just because that was sprung upon me, I think, a couple of weeks before Skate Canada. And prior to that, I had zero experience. But Ted was such a champ about it. He walked me through the whole thing, kind of made me comfortable. 
I vividly remember the first half, he kind of like took control of it. And then the second half, he was like telling me to kind of like keep the energy going. So by the time the second half came about, I was feeling a little bit more comfortable. Um, hopefully by nationals, when I do commentate um, next Sunday, I'll uh, do a better job and, you know, ha have the flow, uh, you know, going with Ted. Now, this will be the first nationals where there have been fans in the stands. Yeah. yeah. There has always yeah. been ever since I started watching skating and watching it online and and going to competitions as a fan. There's always been talk that there's something special about the Canadian fans and the way that they support everybody. What, why do you think that is? Or do you, do you have any insight into what makes the fans in Canada so energetic and supportive? I think we're at, we have probably one of the best fan bases around the world. Um, wh whoever the skater is, whoever the country they represent, um, they show their love and support regardless of who you are. And I think that embraces the Canadian spirit of, you know, welcoming everybody in and anytime, you know, I've had the opportunity to compete at nationals or at skate Canada or whatever it is, any competition in Canada. Um, I've always been blessed with, you know, the love that they've given me. And I think that with this year's nationals and the return of our Canadian audience live, um, it's going to be a wild experience. Um, I know the fans are excited to get back into it and to watch some great skating live in person. Um, and everybody, and I know that the skaters that I've spoken to are looking forward to, to the event next week. And especially now with synchro being added to our event, that's going to like bring up the level, the, the levels, a couple of notches because synchro people, they know what's up. They know how to like bring a party to a ring. So I'm looking forward to that as a host, but also as just a regular person there watching, I cannot wait to see what these guys have in store for our, uh, for our athletes. Yeah, that's right. I forgot that Canadians is including synchros, the synchro this year. And yeah, they know how to have a party. And I think you're going to really have a good time with them when, it, you know, the competition is happening for synchro. Yeah, they're going to make my job 10 times easier because <laughs> they'll be doing the hosting, not me. So you'll also be doing it, I'm assuming, for you will be the in-venue in host for during the synchro as well for every, for all the events? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm the in-venue host for the entire week, junior, synchro, senior, um, and yeah, just going to have a blast with these people. Yeah, do um when you did it at Skate Canada, did like fans come up to you and you know want to get autographs, take photos with you? Did they talk to you? Did you get to you know connect with fans too? Not only just create the atmosphere in the venue, but also get to connect with you know with fans who enjoyed watching you skate. Yeah, I was I was very surprised that they all came, that these people came up to me and were. Try, and we're connecting with me, asking for autographs and pictures because I thought that once I retired, I was like gone and, um, you know, just showing up, just doing my job and that was it, right? But the love that they brought in at Skate Canada, it just made me feel warm and fuzzy on the inside. And I appreciate, you know, their support that they have for me. Um, so it was definitely, a, it was a great experience to just be amongst that environment again. 
because oftentimes when you're competing, right, we're stuck in backstage, we go from rink, hotel, shuttle bus, we're pretty confined to, you know, the area that the organizing committee gives us, obviously, rightfully so, because we're trying, trying to stay focused and whatnot. But for me, I had free reign of wherever I wanted to go. So uh, wherever I went, there were fans, you know, um, speaking to me and just having some great conversations. So I really, really enjoyed that, um, those few days um, in October. So let's talk a little bit about the competition at Nationals. So be since you mm-hmm. won't be competing in the men's event, um, and this is Keegan's mm. last <laughs> world tour, that's what I'm calling it. Um, <laughs> his last, uh, his last tour. Um, what are you thinking? I mean, I'm not, not predictions, but how does it shape up for you? Like, tell us a little bit about the competitors. Yeah. So I think it's going to be, I, I think it's going to be a great event. Um, you know, with, with Roman and, and Keegan kind of spearheading the men's event, it'll be, de- it'll definitely be a strong, you know, event for sure. Uh, but we also have, you know, the younger guys coming up, right. And kind of giving a push to, to our two older guys, uh, with Steven Gogolev, Conrad Orzel, uh, Wesley Chu and a whole bunch of other skaters. Right. And so just watching them through the Grand Prix season and, and, and seeing where their development will hopefully, you know, take them in the future. Um, I'm excited to see what next week holds. Um, again, I'm also excited to be sitting in the comfort of my seat in the stands watching this stuff unfold. Um, I feel for Keegan just because his second kid is liter- is due during the week of nationals. So he's got a lot on his plate to, to deal with, but um, I can't wait to kind of like, you know, be there for him if he ever needs it, whatever he needs, I'm, I'll, I'll try to support him in any way. But seeing that this is his last event, um, it'll definitely be special, right? Everybody's going to feel it. Uh, but these guys have a job to do. They're focused, they're dialed in. Um, I was watching Roman earlier today because I was coaching at his rink um, the hour after and Roman looks so strong. He looks ready to kill, like he's going to kill this, you know, his stuff. He's going to go above and beyond. And, um, and yeah, it should be a good event. I'm looking forward to it. And so should everybody else. Yeah. I forgot that Keegan announced that the second child is due literally like the week of Canadians. I have a feeling there may be like a birth announcement in the kiss and cry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> probably knowing Keegan, he probably will be using the kiss and cries as an opportunity to announce something if it ever happened. Um, but yeah, I've been, I, Keegan and I have been calling a couple times here in the last few weeks and just kind of picking his brain a bit. He feels ready for the competition. He's excited. Um, and then I think with, you know, the baby being due that soon, that also adds a level of excitement to him and the motivation to, yeah. to give it his all uh, next week. So um, you know what? I, I know everybody's in his corner. He's such a great guy. He represents us really well on the international stage. Um, so yeah, best of luck to, to him and all the other guys. I have been going to U.S. Nationals for quite some time. And I watched Keegan come up mm-hmm. through the ranks in the U.S. system. He had some of the most fun programs <laughs> to watch. Um <laughs> Yeah, it truly 
reflects his character. I mean, what you get off on the ice is pretty much yeah. what you get off the ice. He is the probably the most genuine person you'll yes. ever meet. Um, so down to earth, so humble. And from my end, he carries the conversation really well. Like at times, like I can get pretty overwhelmed when it comes to speaking because I'll run out of things to say. But but Keegan for me is is kind of like he's like my golden retriever <laughs> of a buddy. You know, his energy just really outshines. And anytime he and I are together, um, he's the one carrying the conversation. <laughs> um, and, and his just bright energy is so loved by all of us around him. And I'm so glad that. You know, I had the opportunity to uh, go up against him and and share these experiences internationally with him and watch him succeed because he deserves every bit of success. Um, and especially with this being his last season, I really want things to go his way in, in whatever way he wants it. Um, he deserves to retire on like the highest of high notes. Now, were you guys always the best of friends? Did I hear an interview that you may have not been, you know, really good friends right yeah. at the beginning? <laughs> yeah, that's true. So I think he switched to Canada in 2015 uh, or after the 2015, uh, 2016 season. And yeah, he was a little bit, for me, he was a little bit difficult to take in given his nature and his like, uh, sporadic energy, um, if you want to call it that. And so there were a couple times where I felt now, now this is just me friendly firing him right now. I felt that in some of the practices that we, he and I shared, he would cut me off <laughs> and, and that kind of like set us on the wrong foot. So he would cut me off and then out of pettiness, I would cut him off. And it was kind of like a pat of a back and forth thing between him and I. Um, and that actually was, Probably we weren't close for a couple of years. We got close after the 2018 Olympics when we went to worlds together in Milan. That's when he and I kind of like bonded together because we were like forced to stay together and we had no choice to, but to speak to each other. And I think from that conversation forwards, we learned so much about each other. Obviously he and I are very, very different, but it complements our connection with each other. So he's my best friend. I tell him everything that goes on in my life. Um, he's seen me in the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. And he's been such a great guy. And, and I love him for that. Um, besides all the other things that I said about him. Um, how are you thinking that things will shape up in the other disciplines? Uh, ladies, I think it's, uh, it, it's going to be interesting because for ladies, there's like, a lot like a lot of possibilities can happen you know and um one that i'm excited for is fiona bombardier uh i used to train with her actually um she trains at rtc where i used to train and now coach at so watching her develop this season has been unreal uh i think she won challenge um and and that was pretty sweet to see and so she's now in like the final group with the top six of canada and and for her, I think she just needs to soak in this experience of, you know, competing alongside Madeline Skizis, like our top Canadian lady amongst the other ones. And just to really have fun performing in front of like a large crowd format. Um, 
So Fiona is one that I'm really excited to see. I know Kaya Ruder has been, has been coming up through the ranks and she's been, I think coming back from injury, I think, I don't know, but she's looking pretty solid as well. Um, unfortunate that Gabby pulled out and wishing her the best in her recovery from injury. Um, and Maddie, you know, she just needs to, you know, lay it down and, and, and the rest will follow dance. Unfortunately, I'm not, I don't follow it as much as I should be. Um, I did hear that Piper and Paul, uh, withdrew, uh, as she's recovering from appendicitis, uh, surgery, I think. So yeah, best wishes to that team. yeah. So best wishes to those team for sure. But I think that, you know, our ice dance field is like top notch. We we've got a really strong group of ice dancers that, um, you know, could take that top spot now that Piper and Paul are out, uh, for pairs, same thing with dance. I wish I had followed it as much as I should be, but I'm just excited as a fan. I'm, I'm excited to watch all these events and watch Canada's greatest come together, you know, and, and fight for that. Top yeah. And it similarly happened in the U S Canada had a, a team retire, two teams retire. So it kind of opened things up at the top of the podium or as far as the, you know, national rankings. So it could be very exciting yeah. to see what happens. It's a wide open field. Uh, I remember back in 2015 when Patrick didn't go to the nationals in Kingston, that was a wide open field, right? So we all tried to step up to the plate, take advantage of that opportunity that Patrick wasn't there. Um, and so I feel like this ne next week has a similar feeling in which, you know, you don't have Caitlin Osman, you don't have Gabby Dale, like you don't have these top guys that, you know, we're at the highest levels of international competition there. So it's everyone's chance to prove themselves that they do belong in the top group of, of our nation. So as I said, I've said this a whole bunch of times during our interview right now, but <laughs> I'm excited for nationals next week. Not only that I don't have to, because I don't have to compete, but to watch our next generation. Yeah. Gina and I, when we recorded our episodes for this week, we're just so, that was the common theme. We just both just kept saying, mm -hmm. oh, we're so excited because there's just an energy yeah. that comes around with the national championships. And it's going to yeah. be a lot of fun to watch and see how things turn out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so mm -hmm. especially in nationals as we, you know, the first in a new quad, you know, so it's new faces, new names, yeah. and it's exciting to see who's going to step up, you know, um, here in the U.S. Some of our you know, top elite skaters are not competing this season, you know, whether they've retired right. or not. And so we've got new faces and, and stuff as well. So it's, it's an exciting time to be a fan of skating. Cause you get to see who's the next, who's coming up that is, you know, going to step it up and, you know, take the title. Yeah. I think North American yeah. skating yeah, is very exciting right now. There, there's yeah it's entertaining it's simply entertaining especially at this time period as you guys say the start of this next quad new faces new generation it's anybody's to mm -hmm. take really you know so i hope these guys next week will understand this and and, and take advantage of it you know not everybody's going to win nationals but just be grateful to have the opportunity that there's going to be a live audience around us. We get to compete. We get to embrace the sport together, come together, you know? And so um, 
I like a part of me, like a very small part of me wishes that I could actually be in this like event in the capacity of being a competitor because we have, you know, the audience back. We have, it, it just feels like a full scale, regular field competition now, yeah. right? In comparison to, to last year's nationals, which for me was kind of depressing, um, but it is what it is. Yeah, it, it's been a rough <laughs> yeah. couple of years as far as events and the way that they've been, had to be yeah. held for the safety of the athletes and even journalists like Gina and myself going and, and all the protocols that are put in place. My hope for, for these events is that we get something that's more normal and that mm -hmm. it's a wonderful experience for everyone because we can't take it for yeah. granted. I feel like the last couple of years Absolutely. have taught us that we're not able to just count on, Oh, there'll, there'll be mm -hmm. an audience or, I'll get to go to this competition. Maybe not. So let's just have all the energy and excitement every time. Of course. Yeah, no, I'm excited for sure. Like Skate Canada International was, it, it felt really normal. Uh, the, I didn't think there were, I, I didn't think there were any restrictions during that event other than the usual, you know, whatever it was, but um yeah, Skate Canada just felt completely normal. Great, great three days of my life there. Um, and yeah, hopefully Nationals will uh, provide that same feeling. Yeah, that's how we felt at Skate America. Like, mm -hmm. oh, wow, this feels, it feels normal. Yes. This feels amazing. I was interested yeah. because I watched a little bit of it. And you guys used the rink that was used for uh, the U.S. Classic. Yes. Or that. Yeah. So I was, I was actually impressed that that was like filled up and it looked great on screen that something that wasn't in comparison to like an NHL standard rink that Skate America normally uses, it was like, it, it looked amazing and, and the energy must have felt it insane. Did. <laughs> um, it did. And especially <laughs> with Ilya's quad axle that happened, like the roof must have been blown yes. off with everybody's reaction. <laughs> it was that. incredible. <laughs> it did. Um, Gina and I just recorded earlier this week our uh, like memorable moments of the past year. That one, yeah. because we were both sitting together and we had Jackie Wong mm. at the end and, and his watching his reaction, the crowd's reaction, it just it it gives me chills to think about it because it just felt so big. And coming yeah. off a couple of seasons where things have been pr different safety protocols, this just, it felt like, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Here we are. Yeah. And it felt amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's such a great feeling to have. Definitely. Yeah. Is. It, it, there were some, some cons to having um, it in an arena that size. The tickets sold out very quickly. There was issues with part, like there were a lot of little issues because it was very small. Yeah. Um, but it was the energy having a packed arena was incredible. So much fun. Oh, yeah. And it's also a good problem to yeah. have, right? With mm -hmm. tickets being sold out yes. fast. That's a good it problem is. to have, you know? Yeah. And, and, and yeah, I get the logistics side of it with it being in a small rig, parking can be pretty painful or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, the energy, the environment, that stuff outweighs all those logistical issues. So 
Um, and like I heard like I for our nationals next week in Oshawa, apparently, from what I've heard, there's like limited parking around the arena. And so, which is fine, like from a logistical standpoint, that's I mean, it's a problem, but hopefully the energy in the rink will make up for that. Yeah. Right. And so everybody will be leaving the rink happy. They're all warm walking through a treacherous wind chill that we're going to probably get next week I know. <laughs> back to their card. But uh, yeah, no, it's this, this last, this Grand Prix season that just went by, I think has been a huge signifier that things are getting back to normal. It's looking up and that this next quad will just build off of that for sure. I think so too. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, they made it work. The, you know, Skate America at the Skating Club of Boston, you know, there were some of those logistics, but they made it work. The most important thing was the skaters felt yes. the energy that was in Good. there. I, I don't know how many times that was the first thing when you were talking to a skater after was this was just incredible to see, you know, so many people and it just the energy. So yep. um, I'm hoping next week, you know, Canadians for you guys, yeah. it's that energy, you know, for the skaters because it has been missing, you know, it's been, I mean, we were talking about it in our show, um, the reliving 2022 stuff and nationals last year for us in the U S was it, we were at the height of another, you know, the surge there. Yes. And it was, you know, everyone was, I mean, there was still people were happy and excited and cheering on stuff, but it just felt different. So I'm feeling like we're, you know, we're getting out of that now and we're getting back yeah. to the fun, you know, the fun, fun and exciting yes. part of skating. <laughs> Excitement. Yeah. 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 We're going to get, we're, we're going right into the swing of it. Um, so we're all looking forward to it, right. Getting back into that normalcy feeling um, and just having a yeah. fun time. Well, we want to move on to some fun questions. It's something that we like to do at the end (laughs) of our interview podcast. Tina, would you like to kick it off? Yes. Now, we asked some of these questions to uh, Jason Brown. So I want to see if there was one question he was stumped on that he has told me that he's going to answer for me when we're at nationals in San Jose. So I'm holding that to him, but maybe you can answer it or I want to get your take on it. But that one's a little later on. The first one is if there was a movie about your life, who would star as Nam? Gosh, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, I'd have to look it up. I have to look it up right now based on like appearance, because I think that's what it all boils down to. And then it, the production will, and the director will kind of like manipulate in, in a way that represents my story. But I don't know if you guys ever watched the, um, this Korean show, it's called Vincenzo. It's like a lawyer, like very, it's, it's a great, uh, a great show on Netflix. I'm going to have to check that out. Um, Cause I, <laughs> yeah. I love Korean films. Like there's been a lot of greatness yeah. coming out of Korea. So the main star of it, and I am so sorry to all the people out there, uh, but for mispronouncing my pronunciation here, but I would be played, I like my preference. I'd be played by Song Joon-ki. Okay. I don't know if you guys have. I have guy, not. But- 
he stars in, in this TV series. Um, I think he would do a great job. He, he can skate. And, and there's actually a couple of scenes where it shows him like skating in hockey, in hockey gear, like hockey skates and jer- like all that stuff. So he seems like he's a pretty solid skater. Um, but yeah, I think <laughs> on the top of my mind, I think it would be him that would best portray me in a movie. <laughs> okay. So what is your most used emoji? Uh, either the thumbs up or the laughing emoji. Thumbs up for work because when somebody sent or one of my clients sent me a confirmation text or whatever, I just walk in. And then when I text my friends, um, I laugh a lot. So I do the laughing emoji. Okay. You're singing karaoke. What is your go-to song to sing? Uh, Dynamite by BTS or Butter by BTS. I have to admit, (laughs) both of those are on my Spotify playlist. I love them. There's so much energy. Oh, so yes. much energy. Yeah, I've actually skated. I skated the butter at Skate America the, in the exhibition gala. And I didn't even know that I got invited, or, nor did I think I was going to get invited. So when I got the invitation, I made up my program 30 minutes before I stepped onto the ice for the show. And I had a blast. It was a great time. I loved okay. it. Hey, um, what TV show are you currently binging? Uh right now i'm actually going through i don't watch tv series much other than the korean show that i mentioned but right now i am uh going through the marvel timeline Ooh, that's fun uh, mm. so I, I and i've already done that twice but because i am very selective with what i watch like i i, I go through cycles of the office how i met your mother suits vincenzo all that stuff I, I figured it was time to break that series a bit. Um, so I'm, at, I'm on Captain, like I just started. So Captain America, the first Avenger. Um, after this, I'm going to either watch the Leafs game that's happening right now, or I'm just going to continue my uh, timeline of the Marvel series. It's so much fun. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you watch any of the TV shows, the Marvel sh- TV shows? No, I, that, for me, that hasn't sparked enough interest to, to go out of my way and watch it. I just watched like, the, the, the big movies that kind yeah. of represent the majority of their plot so well if i can recommend one to you <laughs> one division okay i've one heard division. i've heard mixed reviews on that i've yeah. heard mixed reviews so if i get so if i feel like there's a mixed review like i just i step back from it that's that's yeah. the type of person that i am but if you're recommending it to me then then i gotta check it out for sure yeah i love marvel i'm there's always this discussion between DC and Marvel. Well, yeah. I'm definitely all Marvel. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure what I was going to think of that TV series when they first started talking about it. And I didn't really start it immediately. But halfway through the season, I decided my friends were talking about it. So I decided to watch it. I really liked it. And I I just didn't understand. Well, what's the purpose? We've got all these beautiful movies. Right. Why do we need TV? Mm-hmm. But they've done a great job with it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. What country haven't you visited yet that's on your list of places that you want to visit? Oh, man. Uh, I've been fortunate, fortunate enough to visit all the countries that I've been wanting to go to. So there really isn't 
a place that I'm yearning to go to that has that's been on my bucket list but I would always love the opportunity to go back to Japan whether it would be performing in a show or just to go on vacation but yeah I would say Japan is probably in my top three second one being Vietnam um, I want to go there and try kind of reconnect with my culture my roots a little bit better um, and and yeah, so as I said, I've been fortunate enough to travel all over the world and to share my craft with, you know, the international audience. Um, but now in this next stage of my life, I'm down to just travel strictly for vacation just to hang out. Well, this last question is the one that stumped <laughs> Jason. It's kind of funny. Gina's stump question is, if you were stuck <laughs> on a desert island with three figure skaters, past or present, who would you want to be stuck with? Kurt Browning, Zach Liga, and Keegan Messing. Done. Yes! Easy question. Yes! Come on. How, how does one get stumped on that question? There's no hesitation. Kurt Browning, Zach Liga, and Keegan Messing. With those three, you will always have a good time. Even to your dying breath, when you're isolated from the world, you will die laughing. That's my, those are my top three. Well, see, Jason was like, well, is it three people that I have to have, figure out how to get off the island or if it's to have a good time? And so then we said, have a good time. And he was still like, oh, this is so hard. Oh, there's so, you know, and he, he really could not come yeah. up with it. <laughs> it was. So I that's too logical. It's for me. It's that's that's his his train of thought is 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 logical. And for me, I'm the opposite. I just blur out my answers and deal with the consequences. <laughs> so in this particular situation, we're not going to survive much on this island. We're all going to die quickly, but we're going to die laughing. That's what matters. <laughs> so yeah. So I get to ask him this question again in San Jose. He told me. You asked me this question at National, so hopefully he's been thinking about it and I'm going to get an answer from him. <laughs> hopefully you'll get something out of him by then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you were quick, and that was like two seconds. I know. Oh, yeah. No no hesitation. You should tell Jason that. I, I just oh, we will. took me half a second, and I blurred out those answers quick. We will. We'll make sure he knows. <laughs> Perfect. So we want to thank Nam for joining us on this episode of This Weekend Skating. Gina, can you let folks know where they can find us? Yes, you can find us on our website. It's thisweekinskating.com. Social media, Twitter, it's at thiswkinskating. And then Facebook and Instagram, it's thisweekinskating. We love your feedback or your questions. If you've got a question for Nam that you would like to ask him that we could pass along to him, you can reach out to us on social media or you can email us at thisweekinskating at gmail.com. We appreciate all the support and messages that we've received so far, so keep them coming. And this brings us to the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And you've been listening to This Week in Skating. Have a great week! Bye!